Hey there. Welcome to the Changing Our Minds podcast. I'm your host, Carol Lee, and I'm back. I know. I'm back already, you guys. It's only been like, what, a day or two? Don't get used to it. <laughs> but as I mentioned in our last podcast, um, for the month of December, uh, I will be on my own. And then starting back up in January, uh, my co-host, Kaylin, will be with me and we will start fresh in the new year and we will <laughs> we will do better, guys. Uh, but for December, I wanted to share some Christmas encouragement, some old writings that I did during um, my blogging years, decades, um, over on Abiding Love, Abounding Grace. And I thought it would be fun just to kind of pull out some Christmas messages to help encourage and inspire and uplift. Um, I know this year has been a challenge for many on many different fronts. And um, I think we could all use a little extra help to tap into that Christmas spirit. So with that said, today I am going to be sharing a piece that I wrote in 2006. Um, it is, I used to write Christmas letters. I know. I, I, I'm unapologetic about it. I loved writing them. Um, I actually love reading most of them. <laughs> and it was just a great way to touch base with family and friends, especially when our family was growing and our and our girlie was little. And there were lots of little updates to give. Um, I stopped writing them when she was, you know, in high school and busy with her own life. And there wasn't a whole lot to share. Um, but I do miss the, the practice of it. And this post was written back in the day when I definitely would sit down with our calendar and go over each month of the, of the year and kind of pick out the highlights of what happened and what we were up to. And um, so this post is called My Favorite Spot. I can't believe that it is already the time of year that finds me browsing over our yearly calendar and making plans for the weeks to come as well, looking both behind and forward. With the decorations all around, the lights plugged in, and the carols softly playing in the background, I find my focus and peace as I gaze at the manger that occupies our living room. This little babe, after all, is why we celebrate. If not his birth, then at the very least his purpose, love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It's such a familiar passage that sometimes we forget. For God so loved that he gave. For God so loved that he gave. That's amazing, isn't it? He still gives today. We so often sing the carols about Jesus, his birth, his gift. But what I've been thinking about lately is what have I given? We are not required to do good works to earn his gift, of course. We'd never be able to work enough to earn it. That's what makes it a gift. But we are called to bear fruit. The Bible says that people should know that we are Christians by our love. So what do I do to let his love flow through me and shine into a dark world? How do I allow Christ to be seen in me? I think we'll be surprised when we see the various ways he worked through each of us from the other side of eternity. It is in the big and the small things. 
It's in the sacrifices and the things we actually love to do anyway. One sacrifice I make each year at Christmas time is such a small thing, but it helped me to communicate with my daughter a powerful truth of habit and home. Creatures of habit. That's what we all are. Whether we think back to childhood memories or current rituals, we all have our favorite spots at the dining room table, in the car, your side of the bed, etc. We have been blessed with a room with a view, a huge picture window that overlooks our city. There are better seats in the living room. There's a spot on the couch that if you sit there as the sun rises, you can watch Mount Adams change colors as the sun reflects off the snow. There's the love seat that is angled to look straight out the window and give a view of the city lights at nighttime. But my favorite spot is in the chair in the corner. It's close to the window and I can still enjoy our view. I can watch the sunrise and hear the quiet of snow falling or see the twinkling of lights below. But my chair is angled in as well, so I can see the rest of the house. I'm able to see when someone comes home or enters the room, and I'm able to keep an eye on all of the activities going on. It's a comfy chair, and the side table has everything I need when I come and meet with God. It's got my favorite lamp, a keepsake souvenir from a trip with friends. It's got a few of my favorite scented candles, a framed photo of friends and family, and the current books that I'm reading. Just below that, I will find my Bible and a choice selection of journals for me to write in. It's close to the stereo so I can set the mood with music, and close to all my other resource books if God sets me on a chase in his word. We have used, we used to have a room in our home that was the designated prayer room. I used it especially when my little one was smaller. She came to learn that if mommy was in that room, I was meeting with God in prayer and worship. She would come in from time to time, but it was a necessary spot set away, so she knew if she was coming in, she would have to pray and wait. A great lesson to learn. As she grew older and we housed more and more guests, our prayer room became our spare room, and I found myself sitting in this chair in the corner more than anywhere else. During prayer meetings, Bible studies, or morning devotions, this chair is my withdrawing room. As R.B. Munger writes, I have made my heart Christ's home and we meet here in my favorite spot to talk about my day, pray over what concerns me, or just sit and spend some quiet time together, whether it's intercessory prayer, a morning devotion time, or evening reading. If I'm seeking God or communing with him on purpose, this is where you'll find me. I light my candles, grab a drink, open up the word, and feast with him at this banquet table he prepares in my favorite spot. There is about one month out of the year that I sacrifice my spot. As we decorate for Christmas, I move my chair into my daughter's room. She absolutely loves this. It's where I will find her praying and reading in the mornings and evenings during the holidays. In place of my chair, we set up our hay and feeding trough, and we place a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes in that spot. We hang a star from the ceiling and shine a spotlight on Jesus, our reason for the season. As the holidays near, we put gifts around the manger scene and spend some time focused on why we are celebrating, on who we are celebrating. One day my daughter asked why I put this scene in my favorite spot, giving up my normal routine each December. 
I thought about it for a moment and said, it's a little sacrifice for me, but that is the spot where his presence is. It's the perfect spot. It's where I honor him throughout the year. Where else would he go? My favorite spot is surrendered with some of my favorite is surrounded with some of my favorite things, but it's his presence that draws me there to our withdrawing room. I know I carry him with me in my heart and where I go, he is, but there is something special about having a tangible meeting place set up. I encourage you to search out your heart and your home and prepare him room, prepare a place for him. Whether you have never offered him your heart or that was done years ago, I encourage you to pray about how you are loving those around you. What can you give? What do you sacrifice? How else would he flow through you to bless the world around you? When we prepare him room, oh my, how he comes. So it's a funny thing, when I was reading through some of these Christmas posts that I wanted to share, I completely remember this ritual. Now, that was, again, in 2006. So our living room is rearranged a bit, and my favorite spot is no longer, I actually don't even have that chair anymore, but my favorite spot is somewhere else in the living room, but I still have the same ritual. It's still where I go to meet with him, whether it's two in the morning to pray or in the morning with coffee to read or in the afternoon when I get home from work or in the evening with my husband. It's still my favorite spot. It's still where I go to meet with him. But the room is rearranged um, and I, I just don't have a chair in that spot anymore. However, reading through that post reminded me I had forgotten how excited Kaylin used to get when it was time to move that chair in her room. Not only because it got to, it was exciting for her to have something different in her room, but it was a grown up space for her to meet with God. And I remember peeking into her doorway during the holidays when she was little and seeing her sit with her little toddler legs, barely reaching the end of the chair and um, her books and her dolls all wrapped around her, ready to read and pray and talk to Jesus. And it just, I love that. I just loved that. Um, and I loved how she asked me, why, why wouldn't we put the manger somewhere else? Why do you sacrifice your spot? And it just made me remember the importance of being willing to, well, change your mind, being willing to change your routine, being willing to put him at the focus and the center of what we do. And even though our furniture is different uh, and things have changed. We still put that manger with hay and baby Jesus up in our living room and it becomes the focal point of our of our decorations and we just absolutely absolutely love it. So I do encourage you maybe like me your living room is rearranged and your Christmas decorations kind of take center stage right now but in the new year, when things go back to normal, I encourage you to search through your house and find a spot of your own that will be your favorite spot that you can sit and pray, journal, read, um, just talk with God because he loves, he loves it when we just steal away for a few minutes or an hour. He'll take whatever we give him and he loves to sit with us and to be with us. So I'll be back in a day or two with another Christmas uh, 
post to read with you and to share with you. And I hope that these are stirring up a little bit of Christmas spirit in you. I know uh, it's been a little bit of a challenge the last few years. Actually, as I'm reading through some of these old posts, it seems like there have been several years where um, tapping into that Christmas spirit has been a bit of a challenge. Maybe a little bit of the magic has faded away or the rush of the holidays kind of overtake you. And um, I hope that you'll just take a few minutes with me a few times a week until Christmas. Uh, we actually ended up having about 12. So it's kind of like 12 days of Christmas. Um, but you know, as we can't possibly be expected to post for 12 days in a row, but we will be posting and, um, I'll be back sooner than you might think. So until then, have a great day and happy holidays. Mm -hmm.